Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is CBS Eye on Veterans. Eye on Veterans. Here's retired Marine Captain Chaz Henry. Veterans heading back to college or grad school after hanging up their uniforms. A lot of them are... We talked with Jared Lyon. He's president and CEO of the group Student Veterans of America, which has been keeping vets on campus connected for a decade now. Student Veterans of America was founded on January 11th, 2008. So we just recently celebrated our 10th uh, Founders Day, our birthday. What was it about 10 years ago, the set of circumstances on campuses that uh, led veterans to say, hey, we need to create something like this. Yeah, so our anniversary is 2008 for our founding, but the real story of SVA started just a couple of years prior. We had student veterans that were returning home from Iraq and Afghanistan, and they were going back to school on something uh, that a lot of uh, older veterans such as myself might remember, the Montgomery GI Bill. And though that was a generous education benefit, this new generation of veterans coming home from Iraq and Afghanistan were looking all the way back to the Servicemen's Readjustment Act of 1944, the original GI Bill of Rights. And they were understanding how that piece of legislation helped a whole generation who fought in Europe and the Pacific come home, harness the transformative power of higher education, and really democratize higher education, not just for veterans, but for all Americans. And it was a much more robust benefit. So fast forward 2006, these student veterans are looking back to history, and they're saying maybe there could be something better than the Montgomery GI Bill. Well, at the time, you had uh, a couple of senators by the name of Jim Webb and Chuck Hagel, both of them Vietnam veterans themselves. Sure. And they were getting uh, something off the ground called the new GI Bill at the time. So these industrious student veterans started to sort of find each other in little pockets. And for the first time as a founding story of a national veterans organization, we were no longer displaced by geography such as other veterans were, right? Because we had the advent of something new coming online called social media. So we started finding each other via social media and our three founding chapters at the University of Wisconsin, the University of Michigan and Columbia University in New York actually started finding each other on social media and started to advocate on the grassroots effort to try to be the catalyst to help along with many other veteran organizations like the VFW and the American Legion and others to help get this new GI Bill uh, off the ground. And we became the voice and the face back in districts all across the United States to say, hey, I'm a student veteran and this is how the new legislation will impact me, my life, my family and my outcome for a successful veteran transition. Interesting. So the formalization uh, developed after the uh, passage of the post 9-11 GI Bill? So we came together just before that in January for our first ever national conference. Now, if you looked back at it back then, uh, there was probably only about 80 people that showed up, but it was 20 independent chapters that came together in the snowy uh, suburbs of Chicago on January 10th, 2008. And by the next day, we had passed a resolution to decide to unite under one banner and 20 independent student organizations, all comprised of veterans, came together and Student Veterans of America was born. Now, since 2008, we've grown from those original 20 chapters uh, to our current strength of 1,500 chapters in all 50 states and four countries overseas. Where there is an SVA chapter right now, there's just north of 700,000 of the 1.1 million veterans in higher education hard at work and going to school and succeeding. 
It's got to be an interesting dynamic because you're dealing with a population that's always in flux, right? Yeah. People go to college traditionally for four years. If they go to graduate school, maybe a couple years uh, beyond that. So are you always churning your membership? Yeah, uh, it, it's it, it's a great point, and the simple answer is yes. So if you look at it in aggregate, I mean, the, uh, the kind of accepted numbers, about 200,000 people are separating from the military every year into now civilian life. Of that population, fully 52% wind up in a college classroom within seven months of transitioning out of the military. So the single biggest thing that's happening in the post 9-11 generation of veterans is that we're going to college. Uh, to that end, uh, you've got about 100, 115,000 new student veterans starting every year. There's 1.1 million of us in a college classroom somewhere in America right now. And then about 100,000 of us are graduating each and every year. Uh, so yeah, there is that steady churn. And the, the joke I sort of often make, which is somewhat appropriate, is that, you know, as advocates, we all kind of keep getting older, but student veterans are relatively staying the same age. They, they get out at about the same point in their life, come to college, do well, and then graduate and go on. That's interesting. So SVA is not aging as a group like some veterans organizations are because of the constantly changing population. Well, it's true. And I mean, you know, there, there's other of the more legacy uh, veteran service organizations like the VFW, the American Legion, and, and so many others um, that, yeah, I mean, you, you wind up joining them when you when you have the time. And that's typically towards the end of one's uh, likely civilian career. you got time to volunteer, et cetera. For student veterans, like we're not in the business of producing lifetime members. We produce college graduates who go on to become, uh, you know, prominent members in their alumni associations at their respective alma mater. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's just we're we're always representative of the most recently transitioned generation. The fact that the uh, organization has continued to grow and remain vibrant speaks to the fact that there's something that veterans find in being a part of it. What is it? Yeah, I mean, so I think at its at its core, uh, it's it's what SVA is, which is is really nothing more than a conclave of um, you know peer to peer networks on college university campuses, right? And so I think for veterans especially when you're more recent in that transition, um, you have, uh, you've transitioned out of the military, you've gained a lot of skills and experience, but you do give something up when you take off the uniform, the cloth of your nation. You give up that sister and brotherhood, that camaraderie, right? And I think that that's the biggest thing that you're missing right on the front end. And immediately when you transition into higher education, much like myself, I mean, I was 28 years old when I became a transfer junior at Florida State University, right? So when I got on campus, 42,000 undergraduates between the ages of 18 and, and 22 for the most part, you know, I, I really felt like a fish out of water. So I think also as a non-traditional student in a very traditional environment, you have that opportunity to to uh, meet peers who are just like you, who could, could sort of show you the ropes a little bit, you know, which is the right professor to take for Calc 3, you know, is, is the history 101 something I totally need? What's the right electives? But also where do I get my, my parking pass and things like that, right? But it's also the brother and sisterhood that you're missing for Taylor tailgates or, you know, family dinner night where I can bring the kids because a little over half of all veterans in college right now are married and some 47% of us have kids when we're back in school. So we're very non-traditional students. And, uh, you know, I think the organization provides that opportunity to make connections with folks that you have something in common with right when you show up on campus. Some traditional students look for that in a fraternity or sorority. Absolutely. Do you, do you compare that? Yeah, I, I, I think that there's, there's this huge uh, sort of stereotype with fraternities and sororities and some people don't like to make the connection. I, I say this as someone who was 28 years old and with nine other student veterans on my campus uh, rushed a fraternity at Florida State. So, you know, I, I, I'm a brother in Sigma Phi Epsilon as well as I was the president of my Student Veterans of America chapter at Florida State University. 
all that said, all the great elements of, of that, that connection, that camaraderie, that support from your peers that you'd see in a sorority or a fraternity, but also in an honor society, in the chess club, in student government association, all those things are the same, but it's just that we have the common shared experience of military service in an SVA chapter. And, and I'd say that's our differentiation. So there's the sort of fraternal aspect of it, but I've gotten a sense that uh, SBA chapters are out doing things in their communities even, even even beyond study, sort of as a continuation of the service ethos. Oh, 100%. And so if you think of who we are as an organization, you know, we're, we're an organization that empowers the journey for transitioning service members to, through, and beyond higher education. And so that involvement that you're talking about is really at the campus level and the community level in which not only do they go to school, but they live and often work. Our chapters are constantly doing service projects in their local community, whether it's to support other veterans in the community or whatever community need might be there. That's Jared Lyon, President and CEO of Student Veterans of America. We talked about research recently commissioned by SVA showing that while the average grade point average among American college students is 2.94, the average GPA of a veteran working toward an undergraduate degree is 3.35. At the highest level, what we've seen is that student veterans in college today are among the most successful students in higher education, period. And so when you start thinking about best schools or best areas, that's such a personal decision for an individual that it's, it's often a challenge to sort of say that, that one is best uh, for me and it might not be the best for you, right? So for us, I think the, the bigger power comes from your ability as a transitioning service member to make an informed choice about higher education. So based on the fact that we served in the military, we do now have this amazing GI Bill that we can go to school with. I told you earlier, 52% of transitioning service members do go directly to higher education when they get out. But nearly two-thirds of us are first-generation college students. And something that is continuing to happen is that, on average, the traditional student who's never served in the military, they'll change their major of study on average 1.7 times. For a student veteran, we're changing our major of study 2.4 times. So we wind up graduating with the top three degrees of business, science, technology, engineering, and math and health-related fields, but it just takes us a little while to get there because we sort of lack some of those resources on the front end, the transition point, to make informed choices. So we think that there's an amazing role that the Department of Veterans Affairs can serve, the Department of Defense, the Department of Labor, and the Department of Education can join together to make sure that veterans who are transitioning have that better ability to make an informed choice on the front end such that they don't wind up wasting their precious 36 months of education benefit on the GI Bill on trying to figure out what is the best career field of study for me. And so that is something that I think most in government don't realize that 52% of transitioning service members do go right to college. So that's the front end. And the ability to make that informed choice is, is really what's going to lead to the most successful outcome for a veteran. Because On all metrics that you can think of, veterans are outperforming their civilian counterparts. And then if you look at the overall success rate for students in higher education, it's 66% for traditional students. For student veterans, it's 72%. So we're outpacing our civilian counterparts by nearly every metric. 
that ability to sort of understand on the front end how you can make a choice that finds up being a best fit for you is is helpful. But if you look at like locations, I could tell you in aggregate data, California has the highest concentration of student veterans followed by Texas and then Florida. And that sort of fans out throughout the United States, but it's it's really pretty closely aligned with where veterans live anyway uh, throughout the United States. So we haven't seen too much differentiation between where uh, you know veterans versus veterans that are in college, i.e. student veterans are. Some people are making the case not everyone should be going to uh, an undergraduate uh, education institution. Some veterans should uh, would be better served by going to trade schools. Where does SVA fall on this? So we do work with student veterans wherever they are, from the trades to a PhD and sort of everything in between as it pertains to education. Uh, the reality is, though, that there continues to be this, this assumption, which I am going to tell you, Chaz, that I think is false in the sense that most people do not believe that veterans are going to be good candidates for higher education, primarily because the U.S. military is mostly comprised of enlisted members. I was enlisted. That said, the presumption is, well, they didn't go to college before they came in, and they must not in some way be college material. And hey, at the end of the day, college isn't for everybody. This is simply and emphatically not true for the post 9-11 era of veterans. So again, I told you 52% go to college when they get out. A lot of people will think, well, yeah, no, no doubt. The other 48% don't go to college. Maybe we'll think of the trades, et cetera. I think of it as a whole pie, right? So in a whole pie, 52% rate to college. 32% of that pie is separating from active duty with a bachelor's degree already. So it's 100% of our officer corps, but it's about 12% of the enlisted force either had a degree before they came in or finished it on tuition assistance while they were in. So when we say college isn't for everybody in the post 9-11 era, that is true, but it's only true for 16% of transitioning service members. The lion's share of us are either already completed with post-secondary traditional education or we are working toward it. The other thing when you look at that is since 2009, less than 5% of veterans have ever used the GI Bill for vocational training. You are eligible to use the GI Bill for that, but less than 5% have, which means 95% of student veterans in the post 9-11 era have used our education benefit, the GI Bill, to pursue post-secondary uh, pursuits. And again, the next assumption is, well, we must all be going online. Uh, and that's not true either. Less than 20% of the post 9-11 era has ever pursued their degree online. The lion's share is going to brick and mortar, not-for-profit, public and private institutions of higher learning that you would want to send your kids to. And when we think about it really, aren't today's student veterans uh, America's sons and daughters? And what advice would you give to your kids about where to go to school? You should be giving the same advice to today's student veterans, particularly the enlisted force, because when they get to school, they outperform their civilian counterparts and go on to not only succeed in higher education, but to go and crush it when they transition to the civilian world. That's Jared Lyon, president of Student Veterans of America. In North Carolina, Air Force veteran Chris Rolfe was recently selected as SVA's Student Veteran of the Year. We talked with Chris about how he and fellow vets have been helping each other through the SVA chapter at Queen's University of Charlotte. Uh, well, we do a couple of things that I think are really important, and I like to kind of think of it as a trident. So we do a significant push to, to make sure that our military community is academically successful on campus. So that's the first point, right? We want to make sure, obviously, that while you're here, while you're taking classes, regardless of what your degree is, that you're going to be given everything you could possibly need to succeed and to, to perform from an academic perspective. The second prong of that trident is that we want to make sure that we see school as a stepping stone to the professional environment and to a full-time 
uh, gainful employment and a career. And we think that by having things like resume builders and LinkedIn um, sessions and things like that on campus that help to prepare the student veteran for the professional environment, we're able to make them more competitive when they do go out and start searching for internships and jobs. And that only helps us. It only helps the university. And of course, it helps the veteran. And the third part of that is what I mentioned, the community. We want to make sure that, you know, when you leave the military, often there's a lack of sense of purpose anymore. And and we want to make sure that our veterans on campus understand that they still have a significant impact here in our community um, and on the city of Charlotte. And this is something that has struck me with uh this generation of veterans, people are looking, in addition to just getting that job or starting that career, wanting to maintain something of that uh, feeling of service that you had when you were on active duty. You know, the thing that amazes me about every veteran who I run into and come across on campus, and really I've met a ton across the country, is that they get out of the military, they've served for four or six or 20 years, and they're not done. You know, they can't wait to get back to wherever it is that they're going and get back to work. I mean, you would think that after this amount of service and sacrifice that they've made that, you know, they would take a little bit of time for themselves and take a break or take a breather. I've never found that to be the case. You know, there's this amazing drive and passion in the veterans that I meet, especially in the generation that I'm most familiar with, which is those in school right now. Again, Student Veterans of America President Jared Lyon with what he tells people on the verge of getting out of the military and heading off to school. Do that self-assessment of like, what are the things that I really see myself doing five, ten years from now? And then start backwards planning and understanding how does my education serve as the catalyst or the accelerant for getting where I want to be. It's not just simply a check in the box. Education's really important. And as transitioning servicemen and women, we do not go to college to find ourselves, right? We go to college to create ourselves because we're going to be a little bit older when we arrive and have an non-traditional background of service in the military. So understanding how your degree is a strength to what you want to accomplish is the first thing. And then it's, a, it's an assessment from there. So if you already have your bachelor's degree and you're looking to apply for a master's degree, I think one resource that transitioning service members uh, far too often discount is no shoot calling the school that you're interested in applying for and aim as high as you can for that and start talking to them about, hey, I'm, I'm going to be separating eight months from now, 18 months from now and start early. Inversely, if you do not already have your bachelor's degree, start thinking through do I want bachelor's degree, which for most veterans, I know the answer to that is true. That's also true for most transitioning service members. Reach out to Student Veterans of America. We'll help you plan in that transition. You can learn more about the group and check out some of their resources at studentveterans.org. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.